talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. Jesse Sandoval, what's up, guys? I, on purpose, was like, you know what? You always rush it, Brian. Going slowly, see how it comes out. I think it went okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll let our fans decide if that's the case or not. But I, I don't know, man. I hope they're okay with... Uh, I got Invisalign, so like you can, you can... I feel like I have like a lisp here and there, so you're definitely going to hear it. That's all right. What else is going on in your life? I'm pretty sure you haven't really thought about the Clippers until I sent you the link for this episode. So what's uh, honestly Clippers have been last on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So what else uh, is going on? Nothing much, man. Just been working, focusing on myself, uh, and enjoying the offseason. I mean, playoff basketball has been pretty good. Uh, I had money on the Lakers winning it all together. Been hoping that karma would, I don't know, somehow, some way eliminate the Lakers and it did and I'm happy so I'm okay so, with losing money so we could thank you for that I guess so um I'm the reason for LeBron James downfall and possible possibly his retirement so okay. you're, you're welcome all right uh, yeah Le- I, I remember LeBron saying yesterday in the press conference like yeah you know after Jesse placed that bet I've had a ponder retirement because you know i just can't handle this anymore yeah he said he, his mindset his mindset was all about making history well apparently it wasn't so <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i'm moving right now so to be honest i was like all last week i was like man we got some material for the next episode and you know we should do that soon but i just never texted you about <laughs> like when we should record again and then I was like, and then my dumb ass was like, well, you know, the week I'm trying to move out of my apartment into a new one, I should choose to record that week. <laughs> so, so here we are. How's um, the movie process going, by the way? It's fine. You know, moving moving it at the same time is exciting and at the same time, absolutely like stressful and like irritable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of exciting because you're like oh i could put this here i could do this now i could you know you're utilizing a totally different space but at the same time you're just like moving just the simplest thing from one place to another and the amount of money it costs to move is i think underrated i feel like because like you think about it you're 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 signing lease and you know I, i'm sure other people think about this stuff too but it's like the amount of money I feel like I spent in the last like week and a half just simply because I'm trying to get from point A to point B because like gas and et cetera, it's absolutely annoying. <laughs> but enough about me. I don't think people come to this podcast necessarily to hear about us. Uh, I think they come here to hear about their beloved uh, L.A. franchise. The Dodgers. I'm just kidding. The Clippers. <laughs> uh, that was a good switch. I was about to say, what the hell? When, when did this happen? <laughs> Never. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because, like, you know, Padres fans, our seasons are going very Clipper-esque right now. So it's... I remember when we were recording before the season ended, I was like, you know what's cool about this? 
when this season's over with the Clippers, I get to go straight into Padres baseball. And Padres baseball will basically just say, like, hold on, we'll just continue the Clipper, the Clipperness, and just give you disappointing, um, disappointing baseball with the third highest payroll. <laughs> so like it's I was like, oh man, I thought this was over, but here we are. Um so I don't know what order of the news we should go in. Because I feel like a lot happened around the same time, and I feel like a lot's happened since we last recorded. Hmm. I guess we could start with the coaches. A lot of coaches have been fired. Um, and it, it, I guess the the question in terms of the clip, there's two clipper questions for this. Because, one, some of these franchises were linked that, like, we're linked to Ty Lue, basically saying like they want Ty Lue to be one of their coaches. Milwaukee was linked. Phoenix was linked. But it's interesting because now that some time has passed by, it's like Ty Lue's not part of any of these final like interviewers for, for any of these jobs. So uh, it seems like the Clippers have shut that down. Uh, the Philadelphia job is available. Doug Rivers got fired. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. Uh, you know, uh, the universe did the God, did God's work and uh, proved that Doc Rivers is a fraud. You uh, said, you I don't said, think the universe said anything. I just think that everyone just realized. <laughs> you, you sent me, uh, a, or you were talking to me, uh, and a friend of ours about like, doc rivers in every game seven you watch like a video about it or something yeah just how he like fails to make any adjustment whatsoever and i I think uh rasheed wallace i guess uh if i recall correctly he was on celtics and uh he kind of fed off that because rasheed wallace was talking about his one year on the celtics with doc rivers and he was just saying like he was not making adjustments he was literally relying on the players to make that and he was just there to motivate. But at some point when you get to game seven, motivation, you know, is already down. So mm-hmm. this is where the coaches need to come in. And every team that he's coached in the game seven, they're on the brink of being eliminated or going to the final or going somewhere, you know, further into the playoffs. He they've always looked lost. All his teams have looked lost in the third quarters. They're just super messy. And it just doesn't look like there's a game plan whatsoever. And I thought it was really interesting. And I, he brought up the 2015 Clippers, and I was like, "Damn, yeah, that was really that was a really bad game." And we were just so focused on like, and you had a good point too. You're like, I didn't really think about Doc Rivers being at fault for that series. I, I'm pretty sure many people did. Didn't uh, there's probably a small few that did, but you you know I, you and I we didn't we thought it was just a team itself and mm-hmm. I, I think it was because doc had such a narrative around him right like yeah magic johnson vouching for the guy saying oh he's one of the best coaches in the league um and then he continues to continue to say like oh well you know i play with scrubs uh on when i had the magic people forget about that i'm like bro you had a prime Tracy mcgrady <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it, like doc is really good at, I'm not gonna say he's really good, but he's had moments in his career what that you could point at and be like, "That's good coaching." 
And then there's moments where you're like, yeah, but it's good coaching because of the context and it's bad coaching when you actually have a team that could win something, right? Like that, was it the 1920? No, it's not 1920. It's the 1819 Clippers, right? It's the 1819 Clippers that uh, took two games from the Warriors and came back from 30. And like Doc Rivers coached that team, right? Doc Rivers took a team uh, with basically no stars on it and got him into the playoffs and took two games from basically the juggernaut Warriors team, right? We looked at that as good coaching. (laughs) But if you really think about it, in hindsight, take the rose-colored glasses off. It, yeah, he's fine. He's a good coach in terms of certain things, but like when you give him actual talent, he does not know how to use like utilize that talent and win a championship. And it makes you really think that those that Celtics team that won, it wasn't Doc Rivers coaching. It had to be just Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen just carrying the squad, right? Like it was. Yeah, and Ronald played phenomenal too. He's really smart. Yeah. Uh. Speaking of Doc, though, um, he's one of the, like, I guess, final, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. I don't want to say interviews. I, don't, I have no idea if anyone's actually interviewing right now, but, like, he's one of the top candidates, I guess, now for, like, the Phoenix job. <laughs> and, yeah, you just, you laugh. I think that might have been the first time you heard that. I literally got the, <laughs> I literally got the update as I was recording right now, so I can't, like, really dig deep and i guess i could pause the show and read it but i'd rather not so so they got they fired monty williams and they're just gonna get another version of monty williams yeah it's <laughs> like you're, you're gonna fire one fraud and you're gonna fire one fraud and hire the other and but you know they may not do it they might like nick nurse is also on there so maybe they actually go with nick nurse who i think is a better coach we'll find out um but yeah, like going back to like Doc coaching the Clippers, the thing that Doc had and why we might have held on to him maybe too long is just like he was probably the Clippers' first quote unquote good coach. And so, like, obviously, when you have a good coach, it's harder to get rid of the good coach, right? You're like, ah, oh, it's not the coach, it's the players, right? And you can make the case like CP3 and Blake never really set Doc up to be successful because of their injuries and, you know, not showing up to certain games. But you could also make the case that Doc didn't show up for them when they had a series lead on the Rockets, right? So um, we'll see where the Doc journey goes. I honestly think with Philadelphia being the – with Philadelphia being the next team that Doc went to and then the fact that they fired him, I I would pretty much say like the doc stuff is probably could be laid to rest. Like doc could go somewhere else, accidentally win a championship, and it won't feel like it's a shot at the Clippers at this point. Yeah, I, I uh, think yeah, it's just like the Philadelphia thing kind of felt like it's that that was his next job. But yeah, um, Milwaukee was linked. So let me ask you this then. Because like Milwaukee was linked to tie, Phoenix was linked to tie. I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia's linked to tie. I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics lose the series, they get rid of their coach too. I know they just gave him an extension of some sort, but like I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics move on and then they could be linked to tie, you know? Um, all these coaches that have somewhat success have been fired, but mm-hmm. they didn't, they, you know, their teams 
didn't live up to their expectations, I guess. The Clippers are in a similar situation, but Ty has yet to be fired himself. Why do you feel that Ty has been able to keep his job and these other coaches have not? Because, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I, got, I haven't really spent a lot of time looking at the other teams, and this is the first time hearing this question, but if I'm going to go off a uh, you know, what I know, I, I would guess is because Ty Lu had had the, you know, circumstances of not having superstars available. I mean, PG, Kawhi were like a rotating door pretty much. And I don't to go back to Kawhi's camp, right? And how secretive they are and how much they keep their information within. I just wonder how much Ty knew. Like, yeah. I legitimately wonder now, like, uh, did he know, like, I, like was it like a day before, a couple of days before that he'd know that he was available? Because it's hard to game plan around that, right? Like, how do you know how to game plan when you don't even have your star players? You don't even know when your star players are going to be available. Yeah, and, like, I'll, I'll throw this out there. Me and you somewhat know about a little bit of the back behind-the-scenes stuff, so we're not going to, like, we're not going to, you know, out of respect to some people, we're not going to talk about it. But you could pretty much say that Ty is responsible why we probably lost 10, maybe 12 games in the regular season. Like Ty is straight up maybe responsible for that. But you could also make the case that Ty is not responsible for us losing in the first round of the playoffs. He, I would say he's certainly not responsible for us losing the first round of the playoffs. It's Kawhi and Paul George not being available. So, and honestly... Ty Lue's biggest issue this season was, you know, how he probably handled the point guard situation and how he handled the power forward uh, situation. And if the front office could kind of just like, you know, fix that a little bit, maybe Ty Lue could go back to being what we thought he was before the season started. Um, I, I personally just think the 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 organization has their own plans and i do think that tyloo is a part of them but you're right there might be some secretive stuff with the Kawhi thing i also just throw this out there because i know tyloo's been asking for an extension or he's been meeting with the clippers to have an extension of some sort I wouldn't be surprised if the clippers are waiting on the bob myers situation if before they even make a decision on anything and if yep. Bob if Bob Myers they if they're able to give a blank check to Bob Myers and Bob Myers like yeah yeah by the way guys I think Tyloo sucks <laughs> guess what Tyloo's not gonna be on the team after a week of, you know but if Bob Myers comes in he's like no I think Tyloo could coach this team into whatever you know it's just we gotta put the right uh, personnel around him then whatever Bob Myers says you know Bob Myers is the one who's won four championships up north right so like I mean that's that, a valid point yeah definitely. So the Clippers, in terms of the coaching situation, like obviously we might be feeling like they're missing out on good coaches because they're not firing Ty Lue soon enough. But I also could just see them like you know, like we've I've said this on the pod that Ty Lue might just go into next season, <laughs> and if they go five hundred after November, they might just fire him then. But I I personally feel like there there there's a switch in Ty Lue that he is a good coach. It's just figuring out the personnel thing. Cause I, I honestly think he was probably over the Morris thing. He was over the Rocco thing. He was over maybe even the Batum thing. It's just like, 
at the front i i i this is speculation on my part i think the front office said hey this season hasn't gone the way we wanted to this is probably what they told him in around february the season has not gone the way we wanted it to but trading Rocco and morris now is going to only give us lateral pieces whereas if we trade morris and Rocco in the off season, we might be able to put a package together for a star because they're expiring contracts and teams love expiring contracts. They're easier to buy out than them than to buy out a year and a half deal than to buy the buy out just a year deal. Right. So I do think the front office told him you're going to have to coach these guys for the rest of the season. And they probably still felt like with Paul George, Kawhi, Russell, Eric Gordon and the squad, they felt like they could make a good run in the playoffs because there was enough parity in the West. And to be honest, if we had PG and Kawhi, if the Lakers as a seventh seed can make it to the Western Conference Finals, we certainly couldn't have done it as the fifth seed. <laughs> so, and if the Heat can make it to the finals, which I believe they will, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, uh, jinxing them right now. Uh, then anything could happen in the playoffs and the Clippers are maybe right all along that like as long <laughs> as you make it to the playoffs and you're healthy, you could have a run in the playoffs. So I don't know. Like, I feel like my, my statement was a little all, all over the place, but I think they might be waiting on Bob Myers. And I don't think it's entirely on Ty Lue how this season went. I think it's just everybody, everyone had, their finger <laughs> like their um, fingertips on like how poorly the season went but also in my opinion i know i might be switching uh, topics on us right now but in hindsight in february when we're in the heat of the season we're probably looking at the trade deadline as like this is something that needs to go well for us to succeed this season now that the season's over I'm personally happy that we didn't trade Morris. I'm personally happy we didn't trade Roko. And I'm personally happy we have all these expiring contracts and something to work with now. I'm 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 happy that we kept our draft picks. I'm, you know, like if the season's gonna end the way it did, might as well keep all our assets so we can at least explore some trade possibilities in the offseason. I'm not saying we're gonna be able to complete any of them. I'm not gonna say we're gonna have the best package for any of these players, but at least we could pick up the phone and be like hey we have something to offer <laughs> you know so yeah in, in in hindsight it's 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 good how the season i'm not saying how the season went but it's good how the roster was constructed and maybe how the coaching went down so we'll we'll, we'll see <laughs> but yeah i mean that's yeah. a big if right if bob myers comes to the comes to the clippers we don't, we don't know that yet but if he does I wouldn't be surprised too, as well, if Ty Lu is also waiting for a good contract, um, because there's a lot of options now. Like he doesn't necessarily need to stay here. Like it's not like mm. he's gonna get shipped to like Detroit or not shipped, but you know the only the only job available is Detroit. It's there's a plethora of teams, so there's options, and I would not be surprised if he also uses this as a way to, you know, elevate his. I don't know what he what he wants in his no absolutely you're right like to leverage a decent contract like because yeah. like put yourself in Ty Lue's shoes there's got to be something he likes about this situation in LA or he sees something that we don't see because if I was him I'd be like do I want to go through another season of Kawhi and Paul George 
or do I want to try and go to another team with different expectations and a different group of players I could work with? Mm -hmm. Like maybe he's in that situation where he's like, he's comfortable in LA. It's the devil. He knows he knows Paul George and Kawhi together are going to, but like there's no indications that we're going to keep either one or both of them either. (laughs) So they'll be on the court together. (laughs) Yeah. So like, (laughs) I, I'm intrigued if I'm Ty Lu on like, yeah, you know, interview for another job if you want to. Like Dude, if I'm Ty Lu, I'm looking for another job. I'm I'll be honest. Like, yeah. This 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 duo is just so hard to predict whether or not on their availability. Um there are so many question marks around their health. Not only that, but there's so many I don't know what terms, but eggshells to talk about when it comes to injuries as well that the Clippers like to do. So it's to me, like if I'm Ty Lue, I'm honestly looking at if I'm being really considered for Milwaukee, for example, mm-hmm. or the 76ers, and they're actually legitimately reaching out. I'm hearing what they're saying. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can get a summer house. I can get a summer home in L.A. anytime. I'll come back with that kind of money. Um, but I'll be honest. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't want to deal with Kawhi. That's like my biggest headache. That would yeah. be my. Biggest. I wouldn't either. And to be honest, maybe he does, and maybe he's too much of a player's coach. Maybe he's developed a relationship with Paul George and Kawhi, and he's like, you know what? I really want to see this out. Kind of like a we're all gonna go down together, or we're gonna win together kind of thing. Like I don't, I really don't know what's going on there, but I also feel. There's the Bob Myers piece, but then there's also the non-Bob Myers piece. The winger, of uh, one of the GMs for the Clippers, he's been considered for uh, um, a front office position for the Washington Wizards, and the timing's a little interesting because it came out the same day as the Bob Myers news of him talking to Golden State about possibly extending or not extending. So it's there's a lot going on. That's like, I mean, I'm excited till the for, for the finals to be over because I feel like when the finals are over, a lot of this is going to just like start popping up. And I think like we could start finally doing like weekly episodes at that point because there'll be enough news to cover. Getting back to the, the, the duo not playing, right? <laughs> there was a story uh, late last week uh, that Portland is considering... Uh, trading their third overall draft pick and Anthony Simmons or Anthony Simons, sorry, and uh, Nurkic. Well, well, Nurkic technically wasn't part of the quote unquote deal, but they have to trade Nurkic to make the money work if you're going to get a quote unquote elite, elite small forward. So let's play. I'm going to play a little tiny game with you, Jesse. Mm-hmm. I would say we have two elite small forwards. All right, I'm going to say we have two elite small forwards. Some people may question their their elite skill sets or whatever, but I'm going to say we have two. Is there another elite small forward that you feel, and keep in mind, elite is a strong word, and that was the word that was used, that would possibly be available? I honestly can't think. I can only sort of think of two. Mm, Pascal Siakam, right? Yeah, he could technically. Uh, you know what? I 
let's say let's say three. And I would say, yeah, he he in my opinion, he's considered elite. But he he's more of a four and five, but you're right. He could play at three. Yeah. Um honestly, if if I am the Trailblazers and I am trying to build a championship team, championship worthy team. I'm sorry, but I don't think it's going to be Kawhi or Paul George. I think most likely it's going to be Pascal Siakam, mainly because of the fact that this team already has a star player that's already injured, right? Like, well, already suffers injuries occasionally during the season. So why would you want to add another small forward that has the same issue, right? Like, here, <laughs> it's at it's Arrested Development, right? Like, Yeah, it's Arrested <laughs> Development. It's like, well, it could work for us. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm looking at Pascal Siakam. I, I don't know because I to me that makes the most amount of sense, right? Like Pascal Siakam, they get a number three pick. They're still relatively young with Scotty Barnes as their main building block. Mm-hmm. Um, so to that, to me, that makes the most amount of sense. Uh, but am I open to it as a as a Clipper fan? I guess that's that's the question. Yeah. So I'm open so to it. so yeah, it's not about for for the sake of our podcast. We're okay. not we're not we're not going to entertain why or why not Portland should do it. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, so, but, but, so. but you're you're absolutely right. If I'm Portland and the Clippers offered me one thing and the and the Raptors offered me another, I would be like, uh, I should probably go with the Raptors thing. <laughs> exactly. But but the only other small forward that I think is possibly going to be available is Jalen Brown of the Celtics after the Celtics get eliminated. I do think they're going to blow it up. I don't know what the Celtics feel, though. They're at a stage because this is they went to the finals last year. They're in the conference finals this year. They've been into the conference finals before. I don't think this franchise feels like they're at a stage, though, where they're going to just let Jason Tatum play with the number three pick in the draft. You know, I don't think they're going to take. You know, three or four seed step down for a year or two and to hopefully see if it works out in another two years. I do think they feel like they're in a window. So if they're going to trade Jalen Brown, it's got to be in my opinion for a more lateral superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, So the only other elite small forwards, and then I, and I feel like I'm pushing the idea of elite loosely here. Kevin Durant, but he's not available. Jimmy Butler, but he's not available. The only other one, and you could argue he's not even a small forward, but like Zach Levine in Chicago. Outside of that, I can't think of another elite small forward other than the two we have. Uh, well, well, let's stop being around the bush. The whole thing was, would, would we be willing to do it? So Yeah, so the reason, why I, the reason yeah, okay. why I wanted to throw that out there was, the reason why I feel like we should talk about this on the podcast is I legitimately feel the Blazers and the Clippers are talking because we're the only other team that has a quote unquote elite small forward to offer. Well, fire their GM, I'll be honest. <laughs> they're, 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 I feel like they're on their sixth GM in like six weeks. So, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Simons, 20 point score, mm-hmm. a third overall pick who. I, I was talking to a friend of ours like this. I said, the top three to four picks in this year's draft, I feel like if this was any other year, they would all be their own number one overall picks. That's why this draft in particular is a little deep. I don't know how far it's deep in terms of like, are you going to get a superstar with the 25th pick? I'm I'm, I'm not going to go that far. But 
you're legitimately getting a number one overall qual- uh, caliber player with the number. It's just Wemby is so generational <laughs> that mm-hmm. players like Scoot Henderson, Brendan Miller, Eamon Thompson, they're kind of being a little overlooked. Mm-hmm. So, and then I guess to make the money work, if we were to trade choir Paul George, it would be Nurkic. So, me, well, I'm, I'm whatever about that. But, and for any Simons is not going to be the answer to anything. But, would you trade Kawhi or Paul George basically so you could have a third overall pick? Basically, hopefully draft your, your, your next star for the next five to six years. Would you trade Kawhi for? Because you're not really trading for Anthony Simons, and you're not really trading for Nurkic. You're trading for that third overall pick. You're just using Simons and Nurkic as veteran pieces to kind of eventually pass the torch to whoever you draft. So, would you do if Portland? If you were the GM, like Bob Myers hires you on as assistant GM, and he's like, "Hey, I want you to figure out this Portland thing. I don't care what you do. You make a decision, Jesse." What is your decision? Do you try to run it back with Kawhi or Paul George? Do you have a preference on which one you would trade and maybe which one you would be willing not to trade? What's your preference? It's kind of weird, right? Because you get two different things. You get different things for each star. So with Kawhi Leonard last season, we saw that he was still efficient. He was still a great scorer, um, still played pretty good defense. Um, And in the playoffs, he turned it on. He was him. But you don't get the availability with him. You get questionable. Um, you just get a lot of questions, right? That's all you really get from it, from his camp and from the Clippers. And then from the Paul George side, you get the same thing. Uh, you don't get the availability. But I don't know. For some reason, Paul George, it feels like he he's more available. I just, uh, I, I, he has like these weird like two-month injuries, <laughs> but they – but they're not like the reason why a season's over kind of thing until like this season. I really feel like it was, but like last yeah. year, he he got COVID or whatever. But he wasn't like that wasn't the reason why we lost because you know Kawhi was out for the entire year. This the year before that's because Kawhi was out with the ACL. You know, like this year it's Kawhi was out in Game Three. You know, it's just like it seems like it's constantly Kawhi why we're not always winning these games. <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah, to your point, um. But you get a guy who also seems to be such a good locker room energy, right? Like players love him. Players like to uh, play with him and he's very outspoken. Um, And, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. Although I talked a lot about Kawhi, I think I would ultimately want to keep Kawhi and it would be Paul George that I would move. And it probably trade him for the number three pick. But I don't think I'm necessarily using number three pick. I I, I think I'd use it to make another move if possible. Because I don't think Kawhi is going to stay there for another year to, you know, wait for that player to draft to become. Yeah, if he's not going to play with Shea when he was a second-year player. And I think the same thing for Paul George. I think either one that we get, it's it's going to be the beginning of a rebuild um, if we tend to keep that pick. Because Paul George made it clear, right? He's not getting younger, and he wants a mm-hmm. championship. So, and so, I'm sure Kawhi feels the same way too. 
So you you would you would trade one for the third pick and then maybe use that third pick to possibly get another star and then yeah, try I, and then try to retool that. Yeah. Which I think Pascal Siakam possibly that <laughs> go back to that. Um and Kawhi has history with him, they'll be like the Raptors all over again. Um yeah. but he's slightly younger too, so I uh Pat uh Siakam's been texting you like, hey man, you gotta bring me up <laughs> as much as you can on this podcast. Uh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. I I I'm honestly uh like you know me and you cut covered last week a little bit of the you know possibly Kawhi maybe wanting to ask out maybe he's a little frustrated with the organization and a part of me is like you know he he's been the reason every year like I don't know there's moments where like I'm watching Kawhi play and I'm like man this reminds me of Kobe on like how locked in he is and how efficient he's he is at and getting to his spots and scoring and then there's moments where I'm just like man like it would be nice to have someone who just laced them up and there wasn't so much like every time Kawhi got hurt there was like this anxiety of like is Kawhi gonna let this be like a two to three month situation or is this gonna or is he gonna play in the next game and we're just watching the the tweets and trying to and you know like i feel like the paul george stuff although it was secretive we have a better idea even though they still found a way to Kawhi slash clipper it at the end um i don't know man paul george also gave us some blame for that you're posting up high videos you working out encrypted like tweets saying like i'm working my way back and then you bust this whole like dr say six weeks you know like no, yeah. no, you're you're right. That's why like they they Clipper and Kawhi did like at the end, like yeah. yeah, absolutely. I honestly too think like if Kawhi didn't get hurt, I I wouldn't be surprised if Paul George is like, well, what's the point of me coming back then? Just the risk and you hurt again because I they were down three <laughs> one, you know, like um. I personally, if I had to choose one of them, I I would be a little iffy to trade Paul George. I actually would trade Kawhi. Uh. That being said, if the Clippers want to run back two one three, I'm actually not against that either. But you know, I I don't know if us and this fan base can handle another season ending the way it did. And at least if you bring in a rookie, you're trying to say we're building toward the future, and you legitimately might draft the next star of the NBA. Like you, I don't think you go wrong with Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller was arguably the best player in college this year. You have prospects like Scoot who played in the G League, so he's already got like some kind of NBA mentorship, you know. Like, and then Amon Thompson just is like an athlete, <laughs> and we could use one of those, you know. Brandon Miller is six nine two. Like, if you want to plug him at the four, but he's also got good court court awareness. Like, so. A part of me is you're getting Anthony Simons, who's a 20-point scorer. You're putting him on a team with Paul George or, I guess, Kawhi in this case, whatever, whichever one. You're kind of getting the offensive efficiency from the star player you're losing. You know, like Obviously, you're not getting the defensive efficiency, but you're kind of getting the offensive efficiency back with Anthony Simons. And then you're also adding a star of the future into the mix there. Um, I'm not against it. I would ponder it. 
I think what if we were to bring in Bob Myers, I think whatever decision he makes, he would make on that, I would trust. If we turned it down because he thinks we could win with two one three, then we win with two one three. <laughs> if for whatever reason we don't bring in Bob Myers and we have Lawrence Frank, I think Lawrence Frank needs to seriously consider figuring something out. <laughs> and this might be it. Uh, we obviously need to trade all those expiring contracts to bring in something different, whether it's a star or if it's just better role players. But we need to trade all these expiring contracts and bring something back that's different. Um, but, I'm curious though, wasn't Bob Myers going for the GM position and they're just gonna pay him a lot more money for the Clippers? For the Clippers, yeah, I thought I thought it was gonna be the same position GM and. They'll pay him a lot more money than it, it could be a jam. I honestly don't think the job title, it, it, the job title is something that they would just figure out. Like Lawrence Frank is not technically the GM. He's like, I don't know. What Best this, operation, this, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So honestly, they could keep both and just pay Bob Myers to come in and be just part of the team. Like Jerry, we keep forgetting Jerry West is there and he's just like a consultant, but he's technically part of the GM team as well, you know? So yeah, like, yeah, apparently he was he was part of the team that said he was part of the people said no for the Kevin Love and Clay Thompson trade. So, and yeah, so, yeah. I honestly I think uh, if Steve Ballmer is willing to invest and get Bob Myers, I don't think Lawrence Frank's that bad of a you know. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think he's bad at all. I just think some a head has to roll at some point if this doesn't go. Yeah. In the right direction. The Lakers losing may have bought them some time. If the Lakers went on and won that championship, oh, the, the yeah. Clippers would have had to do something. Yeah, it would have been feel full rebuild. Uh sorry, feel full re- rebuild. Oh my god, this ended. Yeah. <laughs> uh before before we go into that though, I was going to you know, I'll just add that at the end. Because it's such a, it's a, it's a basically a what yes or no I, thing. I, I, I thought end. I thought you were gonna add a like put an ad, like a plug in an ad. <laughs> before we go, <laughs> let me uh... uh before before we move on to the next thing. Uh have you heard Manscape? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, LeBron pondering retirement, he lost, he's gonna um if you look at, we mean you looked on two different websites and we saw that the betting odds said that the Clippers could be his third, is ranked third in terms of like the, the next team LeBron could, pl- could play for um, if he's not on the Lakers. Uh, I'll just throw up my prediction first. I do think he's going to get the foot, sur- the foot surgery. I think he's going to be out for like six to 12 months. I think he's going to quiet and just use the whole 12 months. He's going to let the Lakers play it, uh, pay him out for the rest of his contract. And he's just going to go to see his son play at USC for the year. He's just going to sit out a year and let you and let the Lakers pay him. I, I honestly feel like that's going to be the plan. He may retire, but I do believe if he retires, he has to get the Lakers permission for him to come back and play for a different team. Mm-hmm. And if the Lakers wanted to be buttholes about it, then they could. But um, I think just to not have to deal with that, I would just let the Lakers um, pay pay his contract out, basically, and just let mm-hmm. him pay pay you know pay him to recover. And then if the and then figure out the Bronny thing because I do think he wants to play with Bronny. I actually don't think he's going to retire, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play next year. Mm. But I was going to say this. Imagine the Intuit Dome. And we're going into the Intuit Dome. We have, let's just say we have Paul George. We have 
Kawhi Leonard, and we were able to get Bronny in the draft, and we had LeBron James. I think that would sell tickets into the Into a Dome. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. throw that out there. Definitely. Um, it could, I think Bronny could just simply be a ticket sales thing. But do you have anything you want to throw out there on LeBron? Mm, I don't know. I think it's plausible that we were saying that he takes the whole season off. But I don't know. I feel like uh, they they came pretty close to going to the finals, uh, minus the sweep. Uh, I, I don't know if he stands by that long. I think he might want to try to attempt at another championship soon. And, I mean, you can totally try to reserve your body for a full season. But, you know. He is slowing down and age is, is finally showing. So um can you really risk like not knowing what that looks like in one year after one season of not playing basketball? I don't know. Yeah. And but what I love what I love him on the Clippers? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Even even if even if he's basically like a fifteen minute a, a game guy and he's just there to play with his son and he doesn't even play like 10 games because he's just there to hang out. I would still buy the jersey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, honestly, like if we can keep the two and three and like have LeBron James and Bronny somehow, some way, yeah, can sign me up for it. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, well, I'm, down, I'm down for the show that's going to implore on, yeah. on the court. <laughs> Tyler just scratching his head, like, what the f- is going on here? <laughs> he's like, on his clipboard, this is pass it to LeBron, question mark, and he looks at LeBron, he's in street clothes. <laughs> Races it? Uh, let's see who's available. Kawhi, uh, street clothes. Uh, Paul George, street clothes. Uh, Bronny, it is. <laughs> uh, Bronny passes it to Bones? All right. <laughs> Uh, and we go like 15 and like 60 something um i don't even know if my math works is it 15 and 67 all right um well one last thing before we head out there was a little bit like there's like a like a news thing that came out for like eight hours or whatever one day and it said that a possible reunion could happen between the clippers and Christopher Paul three. Uh apparently there's a uh a, a league insider, I don't even know who at this point, said like the Clippers are possible suitors for Chris Paul. How would you feel if Chris Paul wore a Clippers jersey, my friend? Um no. Uh this is not a senior home. Uh <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I uh- I just I don't want to see it. No. I I don't I don't need Chris Paul nut checking people in practice. I mm. I don't need Chris Paul taking Kawhi Leonard to the side and start yelling at Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> like yeah, I don't exactly. I don't I I don't need that energy. I honestly I'll say this because me and you have a philosophy, and this might challenge that philosophy. Okay. Our philosophy is if they're if they're wearing a Clippers uniform, we're going to root for them. That's that's the philosophy. No matter how bad, they, like obviously we might be like, hey, I don't think this guy should be on the team anymore because he sucks, but we'll still root for them. We'll still wish them the best, just in case someone tries to like re- take my receipts from my Marcus Morris days. Chris <laughs> uh, Paul, though, if he donned another Clippers jersey, I I I I don't know if I could. I would uh, I would hate that. I would have been putting the words together. I would absolutely hate that. Yeah, I, I would too. It would make me sick, honestly, from all the bull- that he went through. 
uh, and force the organization to make a trade. Um, and just how dirty of a player he is. There's he can go he can go retire with the with the Hornets. I'm he sure. makes thirty million dollars. Not if we brought him in on like a buy in, it it would suck less. But I he doesn't bring anything that's special to this team, and. But you know what would happen? And I'm going to throw this out there because I know we both don't like Chris Paul. If he happened to win a championship with us, that man is getting a statue. He's the first person to get a statue. And you know it. And do we want that energy in front of the Intuit Dome? No. Not at no, all. we don't. Especially no. since uh, I might vandalize it. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't we don't need Chris Paul trying to reverse layup, getting getting blocked, and then yelling at Paul George because of it. Like I don't need that. The statue um, I want is him yelling at f-ing, uh, a DJ. <laughs> no, a DJ for not for uh for not catching his like two two foot ninety five mile per hour pass in the paint. <laughs> Dude, Zoo would have had the toughest time. <laughs> Zoo would have had the hardest time playing with Chris Paul. <laughs> oh man! All right, so uh, I don't know if you have anything else. Uh, I don't like. I think Clipper news is going to heat up pretty soon. But um, yeah, I'm going to say this right now. Uh, as a Clippers fan, the playoffs have gone perfectly so far. Lakers are out. Doc is out. Chris Paul is out. Warriors are out. Life, life, life is pretty good actually. Yeah. And, and the Clippers are still are now officially number one. We are always number one. The longest drought without making an NBA finals. It's like fifty plus years now. <laughs> we were up there with the Nuggets, and now it's just us. And uh, the the Clippers cliche of it's just gonna be it's gonna make it that much more sweeter when we finally do it. But it's just <laughs> it's, it's getting a little depressing now. <laughs> but it's uh <laughs> sad <laughs> uh but yeah uh anything before we head out uh no man honestly no uh, thank you for making time to be here um you can find our podcast where you find your our podcast it's you know wherever you I don't know on things uh we're on twitter at at la clips forum and we um you know, honestly, right now, as Clipper fans, you could be doing absolutely anything with your time. But you spent it with us, and we appreciate it. Mr. Sandoval, we're out. Peace.